Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Kids First! Kids First! Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am your host, Keefer Blakesley, and by that... You know that we're going to be talking about the films, the Lego Batman movie, ABC Monsters, starring QRSTNU, Long Way North, A Dog's Purpose, Eagle Hunters, The Space Between Us, and the highly anticipated The Red Turtle. Right now, I'm here, I'm here with Arjun talking about the highly anticipated The Lego Batman movie. Arjun, always ha- happy to have you on the show. Well, thank you. I'm excited to talk about this movie. Well, I am too, because I feel like the Lego movies, I mean, we've all... I, I don't know many people who did not like the Lego movie. I loved it. And when I learned they were going to focus on the Lego ba- Lego Batman, I was excited because I'm a huge comic book nerd. And it just has everything I love and adore about Legos and Batman. So tell me about what you thought of the film. I thought it was a really, like, well-done movie, which is excellent for families. And it has a lot of jokes for adults, too, that kids won't get. But don't worry. They're not inappropriate at all. They're just, like, very, like, vague comic book references and reference to, references to the old Batman mythos. And it really does a good job at satirizing the, the bad elements of Batman, like, which have happened in the past. Like, for example, Batman and Robin. Definitely, and that's and that, that's one of the reasons why I'm really excited for this film is because it's very nostalgic to the Batman mythos, which Batman has had a long history in our entertainment, and it, that's what's kind of funny about Legos in general. Legos kind of like show exact like show our history in these blocks. I mean, like there's Lego Star Wars, Lego of course Lego Marvel, and it just it, they reflect what's what's popular at the time. And that's what's great about the Lego movies. I feel like they do that. They satirize these type of characters. So I'm testing about the comedy in this film specifically and what made it particularly funny for you. I would say the comedy is definitely not what I expected, like, in a good way. Like, it certainly, like, has, like, those really good, like, of course, like, jokes aimed at children. But it it has a really good sense of, like, breaking the fourth wall. Like, the characters in the movie know they're Lego characters and they act so and, I mean, there's even a part where, like, Batman is just chilling and watching Jerry Maguire. Like, I mean, that's the sort of stuff you don't see in any other movies. And it, it helps when you have very talented voice actors in here. you got some very hilarious comedians like Will Arnett, uh, Micah Sarah, and, uh, and many others. So I'm telling you about the voice acting in this film. I thought, like, everyone did a really good job. I mean, they sound like the characters, like, Will Arnett. I really like how he can differentiate between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Like, he's able to do the dark, roughy voice. And then, like, the charismatic, like, voice is a billionaire as Bruce Wayne. And Michael Sarah was also, like, another standout. Like, he really has, like, that nerdy aspect of Robin done well. And, of course, Rosario Dawson as Barbara Gordon it really reminded me of how the character really is. Like, she's a really brave, like, woman who wants to, like, help Gotham and bring it back to, like, the time of safety. And, of course, I really liked Rafe Fiennes as Alfred. He really just sounds the part. I mean, I never really thought about it until now. 
also you got the amazing Billy D. Williams coming back as Harvey Dent, who's amazing. It's just that kind of like little subtle nostalgic touches that make this film like lovable for like newcomers and also people who are who love the oh, who love the uh, the history of Batman. Speaking of which, since this is very like nostalgic based, do you what do you think about the people who are just getting into Batman, like the younger audience? How do you feel that like they're going to be introduced to this movie? I feel like they'll still have fun. Like, there's, of course, these really fun, like, building bits and action scenes and Legos. And, uh, I mean, like, they have, like, well-aimed jokes towards, like, even, like, the more broad audience who doesn't know about, like, Batman. But, I mean, I think it's a really good blend of, like, uh, a movie aimed at, like, more of the nerds who know everything about Batman history and a movie aimed at, like, the casual audience, which I really like, too. Wonderful. So that's a good thing to point out, too. So... Even if you're not the biggest Batman fan, it helps to watch the movie, but you can still enjoy it either way. So um, what would you say is the age range for this film? I would say it's from 6 to 18. I feel like any audience could watch this movie. There's not really anything, like, scary about it. And it has a really good lesson about how, like, teamwork is the way to go. Like, Batman can't work alone. He needs to stand by his friends and all sorts of people to save the city, which is really emphasized by the end of the movie. Certainly, and Batman is kind of funny that he wants to be the big brooding, like lone wolf, but he has like some of the most. He has the largest array of sidekicks. He says he has multiple Robins, Batgirl, of course. So it definitely fits the kind of moral message. What else? And um, finally, how many stars would you give this film? I would give it a five out of five stars. I feel like this is one of like the best animated movies I've seen in like recent while. And also the fact that it's just Lego characters like walking around, like it, it just, it seems almost amazing. Well, it's got everything we love, comic books, Legos. It's just the perfect combination of a very, sounds like a beautiful film. So thank you so much, Arjun, for talking about Lego Batman movie. You're welcome. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're going to continue the show talking about ABC Monsters starring QRSTU, Long Way North, A Dog's Purpose, Eagle Hunters, The Space Between Us, and the highly anticipated Red Turtle. Right now, we're going to continue talking about the Lego, the Lego Batman movie with other critics, Natalie and Nathaniel. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having us. So um, let's go with you, Natalie, first. Um, we were just, me and Arjun, just talking about the comedy in this film. But right now, let's talk about the animation, since it is based off these Lego bricks. So um, tell us a bit what you thought about it. Well, um, for me, like, growing up playing um, Legos with my older brothers, like, it's crazy to see, like, the Legos come to life and do normal things that I would do on a day-to-day basis. And what would you say about it? Uh, like, what about the colors and? Um, everything was super bright. It was super, like, all, even at the like not the brightest moments, you just had such a kid feel. Like, it brought me back to like when I would play with my with my brothers, and I really liked this movie. And all the animation was perfectly done. Certainly, and I will say that from what I've seen from the trailers, the colors are very much like, even though many people don't like this rendition, Joe Schumacher's. Um, Batman and Robin, and also Batman Returns, that more of a colorful, less dark and brooding, which even in Batman and Robin and Batman Returns, I kind of welcomed. I thought it kind of brought back to like the golden age of Batman, which not many people enjoyed, but I think it's kind of nice that they bring it back in this film. So what about you, um, you Nathaniel? What did you think of this film? Um, I thought it was a really creative film, and uh, at first I didn't get that it was a 
take off with the Lego, uh, well, the Lego movie. And then uh, right when we were driving home from the movie, it just clicked, and I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> uh, so you're saying you found some things that were a bit more confusing, such as the humor and, like, the inside jokes? Yeah, um, well, there was a lot of jokes, and uh, a lot of them I didn't get. Uh, but I think that there, there's definitely enough to keep anyone from all any age to laugh throughout the whole entire film. And we, as we covered before, it does sound like it's a very hilarious film. So, um, Nathaniel, what would you say is your, um, some of your favorite characters in the movie? Um, well, my favorite character is probably... Um, Robin, because he's so energetic and uh, silly, and um, one of the uh, jokes about the history of um, uh, Batman that I did get was um, uh, when Robin put on the Nightwing suit, because uh, in the comics, uh, once Robin kind of grows up a bit more, he becomes the superhero Nightwing, so I found that very uh, funny. Definitely, and that's this little subtle nods to comic books that make us geeks of comic books. Um, comic books just scream for joy. So, um, Natalie, what about you? What would you say since there's like a large way of characters? Um, what did you What did you say is your favorite? Um, well, my favorite um, character would have to be Pewter, which is a computer voice um, in the movie. Um, it it's just like. He, he, um, like the technology also like in his Lego world is it's so alike to how our life is now very modern very high tech so like seeing all his like high tech gadgets and like how he would talk to a computer and it would answer anything it's it was really you were talking to Siri so I found it super funny exactly um Alexa please do this radio show for me yeah exactly that's how it is. <laughs> we are nowadays it's very much like talking to Different pe- different robots and having them do stuff for different things. Yeah, which is which I, I'm sure the Lego the the writers of this film definitely knew about that, especially since Batman is very technologically based as superhero. He has no powers, but he has all this gadgets and everything that makes him who he is. Now, um, so many different different like vehicles and transportation. And all that. Oh, there was so many like vehicles that Batman goes through in like the comics and movies that it's hilarious. That I'm sure. This movie makes fun of, like, the Bat-Sub, the Bat-Ring, the Batmobile, of course, just all these different modes of transportation. Everything. You name it, it's on, it's on the movie. Perfect. I can't wait to see the Whirly Bat, then. I really am. So, um, um, let's speak, um, speaking of which, Nathaniel, can you give us um, how many stars would you give this film? Uh, I gave it five out of five because it it's really funny, and it's just an amazing film. I just loved it, and it's so creative and takes a really new brilliant and creative take on uh, uh, the old Batman history. Wonderful. So it seems like we have a general consensus that we really enjoy this film. Um, Natalie, how many stars do you give this film? Um, as well, I'd give it a 5 out of 5. Um, with a very, like, I'm not the biggest uh, comic book um, person, but, like, with the few knowledge I have from Batman and superheroes, like, I could tell, like, like, this movie really portrayed it perfectly, and I really enjoyed this movie. I would so watch it again. Well, wonderful. It looks like it's unanimous. We love the Lego Batman movie. I can't wait to go check it out. 
Well, thank you so much, Natalie and Nathaniel, for talking about Lego Batman movie. It's always a pleasure. Thank you very much. This film is out in theaters now, so please, if you haven't already, go check it out. I'm your host. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by My Little Pony, exploring the Crystal Empire. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey and welcome back i am mia and you are listening to kids first coming attractions we have been talking about the lego batman movie and next we will be talking with arjun who is 15 and lives in tennessee madeline who is 12 and lives in ohio and Catherine, who is also 12 and also lives in ohio and we will now be talking about the space between us so arjun after watching these trailers the plot of this film seemed very unique and different so basically what is the movie and film about I would say it's about this um, teenager, Gardner Elliott, who was uh, born on Mars after his mom died of childbirth. And due to an immediate emergency, because she's an astronaut, she had to deliver her birth on Mars. So Gardner, like, spends his time learning things on Earth. He also communicates with this girl named Tulsa. Uh, One day he is given the opportunity to go to Earth, but because of his medical conditions, um, they sort of have to hold him back. But, of course, he goes off to meet um, Tulsa. And uh, while he meets Tulsa, he forms a romance with her. But there's a huge problem because his heart is really enlarged. The scientists will go back to save him. And this kind of leads to, like, you know, them trying to save his life while he's, like, also trying to find his father, which, you know. Yeah, that is, uh, like I said, it seems very unique and different. And I really can't wait to see it. So, Catherine, how do you think this plot stands out from other movies based on, like, romance and space? Um, this movie is really different from other movies because it ties them together, and I actually haven't seen a movie that has to do with space, romance, and this, like, journey of him trying to find his dad all in one movie. 
Yeah, romance and almost like fantasy or space are two of my favorite genres. So um, I'm really excited to see what they did with that. Um, and Madeline, there are some very well-known actors in this film. Um, so who is your favorite character and why? My favorite character was Tulsa because she was a she was a foster girl and which uh, she met Gardner through an online text while he was still on Mars. And when they finally met on Earth, they made a special connection and I really like her because she's really funny. That's nice. And um, Arjun, who is your favorite character and why? Mine was also Tulsa. Like, I like how she's, like, sort of, like, that feminine, like, heroine who can, like, sort of, like, she's really sarcastic and, like, defensive, yet she's also funny. And I like the unique relationship that she had with Gardner. Like, these two kids are both, like, really different and, like, unique in their own ways. And I feel like, you know, it's it's really, like, they're made for each other. Yeah, it's really nice to have strong woman figure characters in movies. So, Catherine, what do you think is the message of this film? Um, I think that the main message of this film is to persevere when times are difficult and never to give up when something is important to you, and that being nervous about something ahead is just suffering twice. And as Sarah Elliott, Gardner's mother, said, that courage is just fear that has said its prayers. Yeah, that's a really good message, because it's really good to, I don't know, um, also be in the moment, but also think about the future, and Arjun, what do you think the message of this film would be? I think the me the message of this film would be, like she said, like, don't stop persevering during hard times. Like, it's it's most commonly, like, presented when, like, Gardner is, like, suffering from, like, severe nosebleeds and all sorts of problems. And, you know, he may not even be able to be saved by the scientists, but he never quits his journey to find his father. And, like, his perseverance is, like, definitely something that, like, kids could take, like, a lesson from. Yeah, it's really good to have perseverance and also passion in the same sort of way. So, Madeline, since this movie is about um, a kid from Mars, how do you think they, um, the producers or the directors did to make it more believable? I thought the, they did a really good job, and the cinematography of outer space, Mars, and Earth were like really amazing throughout the entire movie along with the special effects, which were also great. Yeah, it's good to have really nice, um, well, also believable and nice special effects and stuff. So, Catherine, um, speaking about special effects, how did you think the special effects were and how did they contribute to the movie? I think that the way the special effects contributed to the movie made the whole space and Earth relationship more um, come to life more and make it make you feel like you're actually traveling with Gardner to Earth or living on Mars. Yeah, special effects and also animation in different movies are very important. So, um, Arjun, um, what would you, how many stars would you give this movie? I would give it like a 3.5 out of 5 stars because like while I did enjoy the romance in the movie, I would have liked a little bit of a balance of sci-fi and romance. I felt like there was a perfect balance of sci-fi at first. Then it just like falls to your typical romance movie. Like I would have liked if it blended the elements like better. And I was also kind of disappointed by the reveal of the father. I felt like it didn't make any sense. But I mean, I still really enjoyed the movie. Like the chemistry between the leads is like really well done. And the, the special effects and the cinematography are also really well done. 
And Catherine, um, what was a, your age range or recommendation to see this movie? I recommended it for kids ages 10 and up, and I think it's overall a really good family movie, but there were some romance scenes in the movie, and I think that 10-year-olds can handle it. So last question, Arjun, Madeline, and Catherine, what would you rate this movie? I would give this movie a uh, 3.5 out of 5 stars because um, I really would like would have liked a better blend of like sci-fi and romance. Well, there was a perfect blend of sci-fi at first. I mean, it sort of like divulged into your typical romance movie, and I was kind of disappointed by the father reveal because it didn't really make sense. But this is still all fine because like the two leads have really good chemistry, and I still like the cinematography of the movie and all. I would give this movie a four and a half out of five stars because I really like this movie, and yeah. I would give this movie, like Madeline, a four and a half out of five stars because I'm not really a big science fiction movie person, but I thought this movie was really amazingly done and I actually would like to see more like it. Those are pretty great ratings. So thank you guys for talking to me today. Thank you. Thank you. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about the Lego Batman movie, The Space Between Us, The Red Turtle, A Doc's Purpose, Eagle Huntress, and ABC Monsters starring QRST&U. And right now I am talking, going to be talking with Clayton about The Red Turtle. And Clayton is 17 and he lives in New York City. So first off, what is The Red Turtle about? The Red Turtle uh, is about a man who is stranded on a desert island, and he tries to leave by building a raft, but each time he gets shipwrecked by a Red Turtle. And the rest of the story is just, like, it felt so magical, and I don't want to, like, say any more because then it would be, like, a spoiler, so. Yeah, that sounds very, very interesting and unique since I heard this movie is a mostly silent movie. So how do you think the silence in this movie um, affected the movie experience? Um, It was very different than the other Studio Ghibli films. I didn't like it as much as the other ones, but I feel like the newer Studio Ghibli films, like uh, From Up on Poppy Hill, The Wind Rises, The Tale of Princess Cayuga, and When Marnie Was There, are all like... uh, are all more calmer and everything a a more Mm -hmm. softer palette than like Princess Mononoke and everything and it sort of depends what type of person you are like I don't think I was in the mood for that type of like slow not like silentness but the music really helped the like silentness of the film and i've never seen anything from that studio um so that i better i should check that out um it's the best yeah so do you think the sense there still was no dialogue um do you think the movie dragged in any way not really i just feel like it would be for older more mature kids than like the younger kids who watch like the castle in the sky and all the other popular ones. So it's really more of a select audience. Yeah. So since the, you would mainly focus on the animation and also the music, um, the animation also seemed very different and unique. So what did you think about the animation and the style? It is 
very it has the it has a very beautiful an animation style and it appears to be uh hand painted with watercolors yeah um i like actually really like that animation because it seems more more it looks like they put a lot more work into it because i don't know it's just my opinion um also how do you think the animation helped add or cover the fact that there was no dialogue hmm I think it held your attention more since the animation was so beautiful. It held your attention since the uh, it was silent. Usually you would just like drift off and like think of something else. But since the animation was so like beautiful, I was intrigued to like keep my eyes on the film. Yeah, I've tried to watch silent movies before, and it's really hard if you don't have something captivating to look at. Yeah. And you also mentioned that there is music in this film, so what did you think of the music? It went perfectly well with all the scenes, and uh, and it uh, rose and got more intense when the scenes got more intense. Yeah, music, I actually think that music is a big part of the film even though it might not be um in some movies the main focus would since again this is also silent it's i would guess that it's mostly getting across a big moral or message so what do you think that message would be probably to respect nature to respect nature no i think that was it it's it's hard to think of think of it but that's the main overarching thing because studio ghibli usually focuses on like the aspect of respecting nature in most of their films, and especially in this film, they focused on that aspect. Yeah, that's actually a really good moral, even though it's very simple, because I feel like people overlook nature in some sort of way. So what is the age recommendation, and how many stars would you give this film? I think it is 13 to 18, because of how like maybe like slow pace it is, and it's silent. And I give this film four out of five stars, even though it was a little a slow start for me. And it was a little emotional at the beginning. So anything with animals is a little sad. So, Yeah. Let's take a break. I'm Mia, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. This show is sponsored by My Little Pony Exploring the Crystal Empire. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and cue careless whisper, I'm never going to cheat again. And because since this is our Valentine's show, we're going to go in straight into talking about a dog's purpose. We're going to be talking about some puppy love. Right after that, we're going to be talking about Ego Huntress and ABC Monsters starring QRSTNU and Long Way North. Right now, I'm with Catherine, Madeline, and Mia talking about Dog's Purpose. Thank you guys for being on the show. So let's get right into it. We've talked about this movie before, but let's get from what you guys thought of it. So, Catherine, um, what are your thoughts on this film? I love this movie. It was a funny, loving, and heartwarming movie. It was really good and really well-directed, and it was really well played out and executed. I just really loved it. Now, I've not got a chance to see this film yet, which is a shame for me. But I, when watching the trailer, it just, it's a very interesting concept, as mentioned before. And it's got some great voice actors. It's got a great voice actor, Josh Gad, who I love and adore, and many other great actors. So, um, Madeline, what did you think about the acting in this film? Uh, I thought all the characters were great. And my favorite was uh, the dog, um, narrated by Josh Gad. And he does a really good job as the voice of the dog. He also played Olaf in the movie Frozen, which I loved him in also. Wonderful. Well, uh, what about you, uh, Mia? What did you think about the film? Well, I am a dog lover, and I really enjoyed A Dog's Purpose because I really thought it put a whole new turn on animal or dog movies just in general. And I thought it was very unique and creative, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yep, as many, I think many dog lovers would enjoy this film because there's a lot of them. We have, well, we have one character, but they, um, as the trailer shows, he has become many different versions, many different breeds of dogs. And that brings up a good point. What about the comedy in this film? Like, what did you guys think of it? Um, Catherine, we'll start with you. I thought the, I thought it was a really funny film because you got to hear what the dog was thinking from his perspective. And I thought that made the movie flow together really nicely. And sometimes what he was thinking, like, made no sense with what was happening because, I mean, he's a dog and he didn't really understand what was going on. So I thought that was really funny. Wonderful. Now, um, when once, um, speaking of the trailer, when I first saw it, I thought it was very much of like a Hallmark film. You know, those very uplifting, campy kind of films, which are great. But um, it just didn't seem like a cinematic movie to me, if that makes sense. It seemed like something that would be on the big screen. It seems like a TV movie. Um, Madeline, do you get what I'm um, – I'm going to talk to you about that. Did you feel like it was it was so campy that it was just too cheesy maybe? No, I didn't think it was, like, uh, cheesy per se. Um, I thought, like, sometimes when a dog is, like, saying something, it feels, like, not real. But I thought I really liked the way they did it and um, in this movie. <laughs> if a dog's not, yeah, if a dog's talking to you in real life, then maybe you should actually see somebody. But that's a good point. Um, what about you, Mia? Did you feel like any? Um, how did you think about the kind of tone of this film being very uplifting? What did you think about that? 
Well, I feel like a lot of people, I haven't read the books myself, but a lot of my friends and people are saying that the books are very sad and they don't want to see it, even though they're animal lovers, because it's so sad. And I was a little worried about that myself. But when I went into the movie and after coming back from seeing it, it wasn't, um, I don't want this to sound like horrible, but when that like, if like how the dog gets reincarnated, like the dog's death isn't like a sad thing. They made it kind of a happy thing with comedy. And I think they did a really good job with not making it so sad. That's very interesting. And that's a good point because comedy is fueled on tragedy. And that's kind of the, that's what makes comedy its thing. It's, it's, it's misery. And that sounds like a very sad thing to think about, but that's kind of what comedy comes from. And, um, there's many concepts online about how death can be funny, but also be um, be a way of moving on. So, um, Catherine, how many stars would you give this film? What would you say the age range is? I gave this movie five out of five stars. I thought it was amazing. I loved it. It was so good. And I am also a dog lover, and I thought it was just so amazingly well-written and executed. And I recommend this movie for kids ages 10 and up because, like you guys were saying, it is there are some sad components, but they aren't too sad that younger kids can't handle it. I thought it was really just a great overall movie. Wonderful. And um, uh, Madeline, what would you, how many stars would you give the film? I give this movie four and a half out of five stars because I really liked it also. And I'm a dog lover, too. Um and I, yeah. And uh, Mia, what about you? I would give this film definitely a five out of five stars because, again, I I am an animal lover, so that's another reason why I love this movie so much. But it was also different and unique on all the other animal and dog movies I've seen, and I thought they did a really good job incorporating like death and life and like what's the purpose all in one movie. Sounds like an absolutely philosophical but heartwarming film that dog lovers all around the world can go, can enjoy. So um, thank you so much, you three, for talking about Dog's Purpose. Thank, thank you. you. Wow, that was actually in sync. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh, we got the, the Shining Twins? My word. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakeslee, and we're going to be continuing the show talking about Long Way North and ABC Monsters starring Q-R-S-T-N-U. Right now, we're going to be transitioning from Puppy Log to Eagle Huntress. Kind of a rough um, transition, but still, it's a great documentary. And we have a newcomer on the show, Miss Samantha from Los Angeles. She is 17. Happy to have you on the show. Um, welcome. Thank you for having me. So um, we've talked about Eagle Huntress before. It's a fantastic documentary that came out a while ago, but um, I want to see your thoughts on it. So I'm telling you about what you thought about this documentary. I really enjoyed this film because it had such a powerful message to it. A lot of the movies that I watch, the messages aren't as empowering. I think that this movie teaches women to feel empowered, to do something that they love, because a 12-year-old girl is mastering the art of eagle hunting, and it's mostly a guy sport. So she's doing things that not everybody would normally do, and I just think I really enjoyed the movie because you know, it taught me to look at myself a different way, to feel empowered, and to follow her in her footsteps. Yes, it was interesting is that I was researching, doing a research paper on Mongolia, and one of the first things that come up was, um, yes, you can do so many different things in Mongolia. You can go sightseeing, hiking, eagle hunting. I'm like, wait, what? 
<laughs> it's like that that kind of casual t pastime sport that um, everybody in Mongolia enjoys. But yes, it is in a very empowering documentary, and that's the what's great about this style of film. Now, um, for those just out of, just for educational purposes, what do you think makes documentaries different from a uh, regular narrative film? Besides the obvious reason, but like imp like impacting you as an audience member. I think that the documentary is different for me because one of the things, it's kind of a downside, but some of the animals do die. And since it's a documentary, it's actually real, which I didn't know. I talked to one of the women after and I said, you know, are the animals that they use, is that real or is that fake? And she said, no, it's a documentary, so it's real. And, you know, after I watched the movie, I tied it all together and watching the whole thing, it's just, it just makes it so, so much better just because it's actually true. Because most of the movies that I watch, you know, they're not based on a true story. So it just puts things into perspective and really shows you that you can do certain things like she can. I would agree. And as film, we try our best, many filmmakers try their best to kind of capture reality. But again, it's still in a controlled plot device. And it's supposed to pretty much, Alfred Hitchcock said, cinema is life, but the boring bits cut out. And documentaries kind of show the reality of life in general. And Again, and as the genre entails, documents that. So you mentioned that you talked to somebody afterwards about seeing after seeing this film about uh, about the film. Um, who is it that you talked to? Was it somebody who was actually one of the um, people in the film? Actually, she was one of the people watching it. But after the film, we actually got to see an eagle and met, and I met an eagle trainer. So I took Ooh. pictures with the eagle, and they showed us how you can train an eagle, how to call an eagle. And it was really entertaining because, you know, I've never really seen an eagle in person. And even though it wasn't the real eagle used in the movie, the eagle trainer knew a lot about how it was in the movie. So it was really interesting. Absolutely fascinating to be up close to person with those magnificent birds. I'm, I got to admit, that's a very uh, amazing experience. So, Samantha, what would you say made this documentary um particularly empowering besides of course the story entail but besides the story itself like how was the executor that made it incredibly empowering you know i think it was empowering for me because it was in first of all it was in a different country and you know just watching that it's just so different from how it is over here and how it is over here you know we know that there are many people who can do great things everyone has the potential to do great things but you don't really hear a lot of people in Mongolia doing things. You know, I've never really heard anything about it. So I think it's just the fact that it was such in a different country and the fact that now my perspective is different. You know, I, I can finally see something that I've never seen before, which I think that was the best thing about that movie was because I've never seen anything like it. Well, then the film accomplished its goal, which is to open audiences to new different, to different worlds and cultures and, just educating the audience, which is fantastic. So, um, finally, how many stars would you give this film, and what would you say is your age range? I would recommend it for teenagers mostly because the message is more empowering as you get older, I think. I mean, it has such a powerful message that anybody can really watch it, but again, some animals do die in the film, so that's kind of something that younger kids might not want to watch. I think that you know, 13 to 18 is a really good range because 13 is when you're becoming a teenager and 18 is kind of when you're starting to leave. So I think that if you're, you know, you're still a kid. So if you watch this movie, you'll want to do great things too. 
Well, it sounds like an absolutely empowering film. And as and as uh, talked about in the previous interview of Dog's Purpose, death is a part of living. So um, it's just the circle of life, and that's what it sounds like. This film, this film, and Dog's Purpose perfectly exhibit that. But thank you so much, Samantha. Great job for your first time on the show, and I can't wait to talk to you again on the show. Thank you so much. With that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by My Little Pony Exploring the Crystal Empire. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey and welcome back i am mia and you are listening to kids first coming attractions we have been talking about the lego batman movie the space between us the red turtle a dog's purpose and the eagle huntress and now i will be talking to Ella, who is 13 and she lives in California, about ABC Monsters starring QRST and you. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So my first question is, what is the episode ABC Monsters starring QRSTU or one of the episodes about? Well, it's a compilation of, I think, five episodes. And basically, it's... um, this boy and this girl and this uh, fairy creature are basically just, uh, they lose letters that are in the alphabet kingdom, the A through Z, and it's Q, R, S, T, U are the letters that they lose. And basically, uh, they just try to, they just go around finding the letters, basically, and learning words along the way. Yeah, it seems like a very good um, kid and educational movie. So, um, what should people, since this is an education-wise, or kids, um, or somebody's parents, be expecting education-wise after watching these episodes? Well, it's definitely for young learners. So, like, don't expect to be learning words like onomatopoeia. But definitely, <laughs> yeah. but definitely, like, beginning words. And also, like, you learn words like quilt and, like, 
sync, I think they said in one of them. Uh, so just basically learning like basic words for young kids. Yeah, it's good to have um, shows to teach little kids basic yeah. stuff. So this movie is animated. So what did you think of the animation and the style? Um, I really like the animation style. I think it brought a lot of color to it. It grabbed my attention because the film was very juvenile. So it was kind of one part that I could relate like without like I couldn't really relate to the content being a teenager, uh, but I could relate to loving the animation and just thinking the animation was great. Yeah, so since this is, seems to be directed to um, littler kids and not really like teens or adults, how do you think the animation um, helps maybe get the parents or maybe the siblings of the kids more interested and not, or, or little kids, to watch this film? Well, it brought, it like grasps your attention in a sense, the animation, and it kind of... Uh, while teach while it does teach little kids about like basic vocabulary and it's very educational in that sense, I think it makes it a little bit more interesting for older people because of how like bright and colorful and yeah. artistic the animation is. So these um, episodes or the five episodes are in like, uh, I think a bigger series of all the episodes of ABC Monsters. So how do these episodes specifically highlight QRST and you? Well, they do that uh, because like I mentioned before, the letters get lost in the alphabet kingdom. Mm -hmm. And basically uh, the boy and the girl and Cherryberry was the fairy's name. Yeah. They go, they basically go to different destinations and learn different words at each destination. And it, each word is a clue that leads them to the next until they finally find the letter. Yeah. So it's good to have, um, not it being very repetitive because I have seen some of these episodes and they were a little bit repetitive. Yes, they were. So how did the, the episodes help make learning fun for the watchers? Uh, well, I think they incorporated music and dancing into it, which is fun for the younger kids. And even for older people, I think too, a little bit, because it kind of just keeps the happy tone of the film. Mm-hmm. So um, about the songs, singing and dancing, what did you think or what was your favorite or most educational song in these episodes? Mm, Well, I think all the songs at the end, because they kind of just wrapped everything up and they recapped everything just in case you maybe forgot it in while the main part of the film was going on, because they had a little segment at the end of each um, story. Yeah. And I think those were the best and most educational. And what ages and rating would you give um, these series or episodes? I would give ABC Monsters starring QRSTU um, three out of five stars. And I'd recommend it for kids ages two to five. Because I think after five, you start like that's basically just ages two to five are gathering your like information. Yeah. 
and then it starts to, you know, be, you start learning a little bit more advanced vocabulary after maybe kindergarten. Yeah. So thank you for being on the radio show. You did a really good job for your first time. Yeah, thanks for having me. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we have been talking about the Lego Batman movie, The Red Turtle, A Dog's Purpose, Eagle Huntress, and we just finished talking to Ella about ABC Monsters starring QRSTU. And now we'll be... And now we will be talking with Natalie, who is 14 and she lives in Florida, and Jolene, who is 12 and she lives in California, about a long way north. Hi. Hello. So, Jolene, what is Long Way North about? Long Way North is basically just about this girl who is really determined to find her grandfather and prove her parents that she can do anything and... That she and that she is not limited just because she's a princess and a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie also. When I was watching the trailer, the animation again, just like the Red Turtle, also seemed different and more um, com comicy. I don't know. Um, but Natalie, what did you think of the animation and the style? Um, it was very different. I agree. Um, I think it's very. It was more like, um, like very simple, very clean. Um, usually, we're used to like the very, <clears throat> the very detailed um, animation. So like you could see yeah. every little detail. So I think like it was it was nice to see something different. It looked like it was like like drawn. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Good to you know see more movies that are different animation styles because it might get a little boring seeing the old ones over and over and over. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Jolene, what did you think about the animation? I thought the animation was not that great. I actually think having detailed animation benefits to the movie so it looks more realistic. Um, I don't know. I just, I, the animation didn't bother me that much, but for some reason it just looked like it, it, it wasn't really well made. Mm-hmm. And so, Jillian, since you didn't really enjoy the animation so much, how do you think the animators, um, since it wasn't so detailed, how do you think they did with the characters and helping the characters add to the movie? I think they just used the characters in speaking and and their actions if it wasn't animation. And Natalie, since there are voice actors in this film, how do you think the voice actors added to the movie and um, how did you think of their tone and quality? Well, the Russian voices, I, I think, I'm pretty sure they're Russian. Their <laughs> accents were very, like, cool. They were different, like, to knowing, like, you know, the typical American voice. So, like, seeing, like, hearing the different, the animation, like, just the film itself was very different and the voice had a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. And Jolene, do you think there was any specific message to this film? I think the message of this story is just to be confident in yourself and like no matter how much people are putting you down and saying you can't do what you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. that that shouldn't bother you and you should just go for it and do what you want because you have to believe in yourself and that you're not limited just because what they say or how they categorize you. 
Yeah, that's a good message and moral because I think this movie or film is also off of the commercial also seen a little bit like woman empowerment because people were doubting her, but I'm not so sure. And Natalie, was there any uh, music or soundtrack to add to this film? And if so, what did you think of it? And did it add anything? Um, the intro they had like they had very soothing music. I feel like I was like, in, like about to meditate. Um, mm-hmm. it was very relaxing. But at one point, I was a little like you know falling asleep because the music is so soothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the the music it's good to also add, but then you don't want it to be a little yeah boring. it's a little redundant at points yeah and jolene what did you think of the music or the soundtrack um some of the music during the some of the music during the movie added suspense to certain parts where it was needed but other parts it was just um a bit pointless to me as she said mm-hmm. like in the intro but um the sound quality and stuff uh, of others of other things not only the music itself um it was it was pretty good but you could tell it's not that realistic it also sounds like a cartoonish or or like like they just got it off some website and put it in i don't think it was really well well yeah. made and natalie what age um range do you recommend for this movie I say it's more, it hits more from like 12 to 17, 16. Mm-hmm. It does have to do a lot with, um, like, it, the in the intro does have a lot of information, a lot of different names that you need to, like, to, like, to get used to, to understand the full movie. Yeah. So, I mean, to, like, have that type of, like, actually listen and, like, get interested in the movie, I do suggest 10 to 16. And Jolene, how many stars do you give this film? Um, I give this I give this movie a three out of five stars because um, once again the animation was not that great and the sound was not that great either. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's still a really good movie. The message is really inspiring and the storyline behind it is um, what I think is pretty unique and I really enjoyed watching this movie. Well, thank you guys for talking to me today. Thank you for having you. Thanks for joining us on this special Valentine's show and episode. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at www.kidsfirst.org. The show is produced by Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by My Little Pony Exploring the Crystal Empire. I'm Mia, and thanks for listening. Hope you tune in for our next show. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.
You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 